1: we're
2: lucky to be white
3: it's not luck it's privilege we're privileged that people see us not a color
2: privilege that we don't get stared at when we walk into the room
3: privilege that we don't get followed by security when we go shopping or pulled over when we're in the wrong
4: neighborhood we're privileged because society was set up for us and our silence keeps it in place we're privileged and that's unfair
5: Gosh darn it, that ended a little bit early. I was about to write white on my forehead. (laughs) But here we are. Uh, That video was making the rounds on the Twitter yesterday. My friend James Lindsay found it, and it's just one of those generic guilty white people. Look at us. We're so awful. We scribble things, and we're privileged, and blah and I felt I had to show it to you. Why, I don't know. I'm Dave Rubin, this is The Rubin Report. It's January 9th, 2024. We're live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Locals, post-game show, rubinreport.locals.com. If you wanna query me, comment, or correct any of the various errors I might make over the next 45 minutes or so, uh, and the theme of today's show, as we've been getting some wins against the woke, is uh, a little bit of a time machine today. We're gonna go back in time and look at some of the ways the woke have been lying to us, destroying our institutions, uh, wrecking havoc across America and all over the world, and that the elites are a little scared at the moment, and that actually is good because no one wants to live in their collectivist, uh, hypocritical, ridiculous, woke world. Uh, this will include clips by comedians James Gaffigan and Ricky Gervais and a whole bunch of other Hollywood whackadoodles. Should we just dive right into it? Let's dive right into the show. Uh, the Golden Globes. You know about these things, Hollywood. There's nothing that Hollywood loves more to do than pat itself on the back. They love giving themselves awards. Strange, Uh, the uh, accountants of America don't give themselves awards, the janitors of America don't give themselves awards, but the Hollywood people have multiple awards shows where they tell each other how wonderful they are, and then they give long-winded speeches lecturing you about how awful you are, despite the fact that you give them uh, plenty of money so that they can all become multimillionaires and uh, make, you know, quite good livings off of your cash. Uh, Jim Gaffigan was one of the people on the Golden Globes the other day. Uh, And here's a quick 20 second clip. I I thought this joke was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good.
1: The Golden Globes. I mean, I I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana.
6: I'm not a pedophile. You
5: know? And they laughed, they laughed. And you know, the thing about comedy is comedy is usually done best when you're saying something true, making people laugh about it, and then they have to start thinking. And obviously there's a lot of problems uh, in Hollywood, in our, let's say, political institutions, this Epstein list, and a whole bunch more. And now I wanna flash back and you'll see how we're setting the show up today. I wanna flash back to uh, right before the COVID lockdowns of 2020. You might think this is odd that it happened just like two weeks before the COVID lockdowns. This is the 2020 Golden Globes and Ricky Gervais was the host and he incinerated Hollywood right to its face.
2: Hello and welcome to the 77th annual Golden Globe Awards live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais, thank you. Um, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. (laughs) Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year, it was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, Surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. (laughs) (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, fifth time. So... We were gonna do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care.
5: Okay, so the line that I want to focus on is right there at the end. There's a lot of good laughs in there, and he's doing some seriously dangerous stuff in that room. And again, this was like two weeks before lockdowns. Coincidence? I don't know. Who am I to say? Uh, But the line that I really like there, you're in no position to lecture the public, because we have been being lectured uh, by Hollywood elite and Actors and politicians and all of these people for a long time always telling us how racist we are while they do all of the bad stuff. Now, interestingly, that was in 2020. The Golden Globes did not air in 2022 because there was a Los Angeles Time, a Los Angeles Times investigation that detailed ethical collapses and a lack of diversity within the ranks of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So they didn't even have the Golden Globes and an actual event. They did bring it back a couple days ago. That was partly uh, what we showed you from the uh, Jim Gaffigan one. Uh, But the purpose of all this is to set up how far left and out of control these people have gone and how much damage they have done to our society as a result of that. We will do that in just a moment, but first, I wanna tell you about Moinkbox. And I know that you guys know that 60% of US pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet it's in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there's a better way, and you know that that's moink moo plus oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb pasture pork and chicken and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and as a result, moink meat tastes like it should, because the family farm does it better. <clears throat> The Moink difference is a difference you can taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. You choose the meat delivered in every box like ribeyes to chicken breasts, to pork chops, to salmon fillets and much more. Plus you can cancel any time. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's Bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And they guarantee you'll say, oink oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com/slash Ruben right now, and listeners to this show get free brown, uh, ground beef for a year. That's one of the best ground beef you'll ever taste. But for a limited time, moinkbox.com/slash Ruben moinkbox dot com slash Rubin, and now back to me. So, okay, I wanna, I wanna stay with where we started for just a moment, because uh, we are in 2024. We have a big election coming. The, the, the rhetoric is being ratcheted up. They're telling you Hitler is coming back and the white supremacists and all the stuff. And I wanna just stay in that time machine for a moment with a little bit of a compilation of some of your favorite Hollywood people uh, talking about, yes, orange man and the people
0: That's shopify.com slash system.
7: Enjoy. I want my daughter to grow up seeing a woman lead our country. And know that her possibilities are limitless. To Lady Gaga. Bruce Springsteen and Katy Perry. Throughout the US presidential
2: campaign, Hillary Clinton had the lion's share of celebrity backing.
7: For Hillary Clinton tonight!
2: There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. Uh, and it's not going to happen because we're not going to be used. Fear is not going to be something that we're going to, uh, that's going to be. Uh, th- what drives our country. We're not going to be scared of Muslims or, or, or immigrants or, you know, women. We're not actually afraid of anything. So, you know, we're not going to use fear. So that's not going to be an issue.
6: I had the weirdest, weirdest dream last night. Remember that guy who used to host The Apprentice? <laughs> I dreamed we elected him president.
2: The big story is that America woke up this morning and was like,
3: can I do that?
1: this morning you finally woke up from a coma, well, you might want to go back.
3: What we did was the democratic equivalent of installing an above-ground pool. Even if we're lucky and it doesn't seep into our foundations, the neighbors will never look at us the same way again.
1: We put our eight-month-old son to bed, and I was holding him, and I said to him, when you wake up tomorrow morning, we might have our first female president. And then when we came home around midnight, I uh, went into his room, uh, shook his crib until he woke up and screamed, (laughs) we have to get out of here. Today, Americans have the right to feel happy, angry, pessimistic, optimistic, but everybody should feel grateful that we get to vote. And if we don't get our way, we have the chance to try again. It is a beautiful thing.
5: Wow, how about that? Conan O'Brien nailing it. Does he still have a show? Whatever happened to that guy? I think he's in Ireland right now. He doesn't have a show anymore, but he he actually got the proper sentiment there. Sometimes you win them, sometimes you don't. But if you paint all of your opponents as Nazis and Hitler, you might end up in a situation where we have constant riots, constant hysteria, people that are anxious all the time and think that the world is about to end and everything else. The reason I, again, wanted to do this time warp is because all of these people, they've sort of lost control and they feel like they're losing more and more control, right? Hillary had the entire machine going for her when Trump won the first time. Uh, And now the the machine's ability to confuse you, I think is starting to whittle away, right? Because more people are tuning into online shows, they're not paying as much attention to the mainstream media and less people care about their opinions. Real quick, funny one I didn't even think of when we did our uh, run through this morning, George Clooney, who's not afraid of immigrants and he's not afraid of Muslims or women or anybody. One time David and I were on vacation in Cabo and we walked on the beach, public beach from the hotel and we saw this beautiful house and we were like, oh, let's go see that house. We walk over to the house and cops and security and a whole bunch of people on on mopeds and all stuff driving down the beach, grabbing us. It was George Clooney's house. So he is for security for his own house in Cabo on the beach but uh, we probably shouldn't have a wall or defend our country. Anyway, a little bit more with these people because not only will they tell you that, uh, you know, Trump and his supporters are Hitler and Nazis and the rest of it, they also like telling you what they were gonna do to Trump and oddly, they never ended up doing any of this stuff.
7: Gentlemen, Robert De Niro.
1: I'm gonna say one thing,
2: Trump. in the continuing narrative of Stranger Things, we 1983 Midwesters will repel bullies. We will shelter freaks and outcasts, those who
6: have no homes. We will get past the lies. We will hunt monsters. And when we are at a loss amidst the hypocrisy
2: and the casual violence of certain individuals and institutions, we will, as per Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face when they seek to
5: destroy the weak and the disenfranchised and the marginalized. And we will do it all with soul, with heart, and with joy. We thank you for
2: this response.
5: Yeah, I mean, you won't do any of that stuff, right? F, Trump, we're going to punch him in the face. They're all applauding each other. They love each other so much. But it continues. You may remember this one from Meryl Streep.
3: An actor's only job is to enter the lives of people who are different from us and let you feel what that feels like. And there were many, many, many powerful performances this year that did exactly that. Breathtaking, compassionate work. But there was one performance this year that stunned me. it it sank its hooks in my heart. Not because it was good. It was, there was nothing good about it. It was that moment when the person asking to sit in the most respected seat in our country imitated a disabled reporter. Someone he outranked in privilege, power, and the capacity to fight back. And this instinct to humiliate when it's modeled by someone in the public platform, by someone powerful. It filters down into everybody's life because it kind of gives permission for other people to do the same thing. Disrespect invites disrespect. Violence incites violence. When the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. We need the principled press to hold power to account to to call them on the carpet for every outrage
5: it doesn't even matter what trump did or didn't do or did he impersonate that guy or was in poor taste or anything else the fact that these people are so up their butts that they're actually coming out of their mouths is the point that they have lectured us and hemmed and hawed all of us while they have had everything right and they think they can keep everything by keeping the rest of us guilty let's just do a bit more of this here's joaquin phoenix after he won the Oscar.
4: For me, I see commonality. I think whether we're talking about gender inequality or racism or queer rights or indigenous rights or animal rights, we're talking about the fight against injustice. We're talking about the fight against the belief that one nation, one people, one race, one gender. For one species has the right to dominate, control, and use, and exploit another with impunity. I, um, I think that we've become very disconnected from the natural world, and many of us, what we're guilty of is an egocentric worldview, the belief that we're the center of the universe, we go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources we feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow and when she gives birth we steal her baby even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable and then we take her milk that's intended for a calf and we put it in our coffee and our cereal
5: okay i mean have i hit the point home about the self-righteous nature of these people You're an actor, congratulations, you were Joker. You were pretty good, man. But what, I'm gonna go inseminate a cow today, just for the hell of it. I don't even know what the point of that was. Is it not me that does it or I'm going to pay someone to do it, I guess. (laughs) And I'm going to screw you, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, not this Phoenix. Anyway, just a a tiny bit more, I promise you, and it's all coming home. You may have seen last week at the big New Year's Eve spectacular Green Day. And Green Day used to be kind of cool, I guess, 30 years ago when I was in college smoking pot and fighting the power, Uh, but they've changed their words on some of their songs. And uh, well, you might've remembered this one from last week. That's their number one song, American Idiot, and I'm not part of the MAGA agenda. They're really fighting the power. Somebody pointed out, if you look at these guys now, look at these, they look like 50 year old lesbians. Like what happened? They used to be fighting the power. They look like they're about to drive a a U-Haul over to Home Depot to pick up some sod and uh, build a lesbian fort or something. Okay, there is hope though, that is the point. That is why I just bludgeoned you with all those self-righteous, rich, awful human beings because there is hope. People are not buying it anymore, and I'm about to prove it to you, uh, but let me tell you about the satellite phone store, and then we'll get to it. Guys, are you in the need of a satellite phone? Yes, you are. Well, Sat123.com has made it easy for anyone to get one. Sat phones are a secure way to communicate with no tracking, and no one can listen to your calls or read your texts. The InmaSmart, LSAT uh, LSAT, satellite phone is free on a 15 month agreement, limited time only, an extra free battery is also included, 95.95 per month, no cost for the phone, 100 minutes or uh, or text are also included. Family plan multi-free phones are also available, an extra free battery for each phone is also included. These phones will work from from anywhere on earth, cell phones only work from about 7% of the earth. If you can see the sky, you'll be able to make a call. If the cellular networks go down you'll still be able to stay in communication with loved ones but satellite phones will always work all satellite phone communications are encrypted ensure privacy by using proprietary satellite networks entrusted by the u.s government for decades the u.s senate recently issued a satellite phone for private calls and security satellite phones can't be tracked big tech can't access your data this year in the u.s we experienced maui cell service going down to 90 percent of the island 60,000 people stuck in the desert where only people with sat phones were able to communicate. Hurricanes that took self-service down. Be be prepared, go to sat123.com and get your family ready. That's sat123.com and now back to me. Okay, I put you through all of that, how long we've been doing this. That was 17 minutes of lecturing by Hollywood filth. So now let's clean it up. My man Jordan Peterson was on Piers Morgan's show last night. And they talked about the Golden Globes from a few days ago and how there's been a shift away from all that political yammering that we just showed you.
1: I watched the Golden Globes last night, for example, Uh, an event that was taken off air last year in a row about uh, racial bias and so on uh, in the institution that puts it on. Uh, And it came back on, really fascinating to me. I watched the whole thing for three hours, no political speeches, no virtue signalling, no grandstanding. People basically did what Ricky Gervais told them to do three years ago, which is get up, you know, thank your agent, and, and sit down and just celebrate making movies or TV shows. Um, is this a sign, Jordan, do you think? I, I felt that there is a movement going on now of a real backlash from perhaps a, a majority that's been silent till now has just said enough. And that even Hollywood has woken up to the reality that people who watch the movies and TV shows, they don't want to hear this stuff all the time. Well, we put politics first and foremost, and partly the reason we did that was because any higher aims in some ways collapsed. I suppose that's part and parcel of the famous death of God. If what's highest spiritually and transcendently disappears, then something else steps up to take its place. And in our society, that's either been a nihilistic bent that's very powerful or politicking in general. The mistake that entertainers make is that they regard what they do as mere entertainment. Hollywood stars and all the people who were involved in producing the narratives that entice and and, and, uh, compel us, They're serving a master who's far higher than anything merely political. And when they bend their art to serve a political master, they distort the higher to the lower, to their own detriment. The art should never be subordinated to serve the political, because then it gets, not only does it get propagandistic, it gets dull and contemptible. No one cares what a star thinks about Trump, especially when what they What they have to say about Trump can be said just as coherently by your demented neighbor.
5: Yes, that is true. And as your demented neighbor, I'm gonna continue for a moment. So Jordan's point is that art should be made for art's sake. A beautiful painting should be beautiful because of what it brings out in you. that that, that, That actually is divine and important. But once that becomes subservient to a political agenda, you get these hysterical people that, that are so incredibly self-righteous that they think because they can pretend to be an astronaut in a movie, they can also, also tell you how to live your life. But the beauty The beauty is they are losing control. We know that these award shows, they purge numbers every single year, right? People are paying less attention to the Golden Globes, to the Oscars, to the Emmys, all of these things. We know that Hollywood box office numbers are completely tanking. Now that kind of sucks to some degree because it used to be cool to go to the movies and now we do everything at home, but that's a separate issue for a moment. But as they have lost control, what actually has happened is that art, for art's sake, has started to come back. Now we'll go to Ricky Gervais from his new Netflix special, which is out right now. Now, I think it's the number two thing on Netflix, second only to Dave Chappelle's new uh, stand-up special. And here's Ricky Gervais making some politically incorrect jokes, telling the truth for truth's sake and being funny at the same time. What a novel approach.
2: Well, I am woke now and I can prove it. Here you go. I love illegal immigrants. Yeah, sue me now. Sometimes I go down to Dover for the day, right, and I I look out, right, I look look for a boat, and I see a dinghy with about 60 of them, and I go over here, like, right, and I pull them in, I pull them into shore, and I go, women and children first, they go, there are no women and children, just you lads, is it? Just, come on, lads, come <laughs> <Not> on, lads. <laughs> if I go down there one day and there's no boat, I am absolutely f-ing gutted. I, don't, I I just sort of wander into town and I, I stand by the traffic lights and I wait for a big lorry to pull up, right? And I look underneath and there's a lad sort of clutching like that. And I go, where are you headed? He goes, Gary Lineker's house. I go, it's just down there.
5: For those of you not of the British persuasion, Gary Lineker is a former football player who became an analyst and then he was sort of into the whole illegal immigration thing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is Ricky Gervais probably, or Netflix in and of itself, would not have aired that sort of thing five years ago. That's the exact type of thing that five years ago would have been canceled on Netflix if it had even made it to Netflix in the first place. But what is happening in the world right now? Well, thanks to the internet, Thanks to online news shows where we're able to share the truth to you, enough people are waking up not only to the BS from the Hollywood elite and their constant lecturing and haranguing of you, but to the reality on the ground. So what is Ricky Gervais talking about there? He's talking about illegal immigration. And it is a problem whether you are in England or whether you are in the United States. So what's happening in the United States right now? Well, I've got a video right here that you're probably not gonna see on CNN today, but you're gonna see on a whole bunch of the online news shows. Here's what's going on on our southern border right now. This is wild. Look at these people and they are coming into our country completely unfettered god only knows what they believe and what they intend on do and take a look I actually wanna go back to the video because it's so it's so important to see this. We are told that these are supposed to be the tired, the poor, the huddled masses. Where are the women? These are, look at this. These are all men of seemingly fighting age. Look at them, they're all well-dressed. Does anyone there look starving or destitute or anything else? Do we have any idea what any of their beliefs are? When you put that to the backdrop of what happened in Israel on October 7th, you'll wonder who these people are that are coming to our country, how they're coming here, who's sending them here, what their intentions are. People are waking up to this nonsense. And we better wake up, well, it might be too late, quite honestly, because they might, at least for certain cities and states, because they've let so many of these people in. Um, we, I suppose, we'll find out. But speaking of one of the cities and states that has let a whole bunch of people in, it is now suffering the consequences of that. New York State is a sanctuary state. New York City is a sanctuary city. Uh, There is a massive migrant center in New York City where they give them benefits and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Someone cut a line uh, in uh, going into the asylum center there, about 400 of them there. Here was a little brawl, couple injured police officers, enjoy. looks like the Lower East Side of New York City like that it used to be a cool, funky area to be in. And it's just like, you don't know who's on the streets anymore. You don't know why they're there. They're getting services that tax-paying New York City people do not get. They're then on the streets, drugs, crime. Okay, you get it. Now, why is the woke dying? It's partly because we're exposing this nonsense, but it's also because their ideas are so bad. They are so thin. And occasionally, they actually tell us how bad and thin their ideas are now I wanna to go to AOC. We haven't played a clip of AOC in 2024 yet, have we? AOC, the wizard of the Hamas caucus, uh, she went on The Daily Show and apparently The Daily Show does still exist. It's been very confusing to me whether it exists at all anymore. I'm not even sure who the host is, it doesn't even matter. Uh, but here they are talking about what we should do about illegal immigration and listen to how, well, she doesn't call it illegal immigration, of course, but listen to how she says the quiet part out
7: from all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. Now you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship. Might say, look at these systems, you know that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, mm-hmm. just like all of our ancestors did, and our and our grandparents.
5: Our ancestors and our grandparents came here illegally. I am guessing if you watch this for the most part. Your ancestors came here legally, my great grandparents on both sides. What was it for your family? If you don't know, think about it, do a little research, ask your parents, ask your grandparents, look at a family tree. Uh, The idea that, oh, they're undocumented, so the solution is just document them. Oh, there's 12 million of them here, we don't know how many are pouring through the border, just document them, send them in, give them some dots. And that'll solve the problem. That doesn't solve any of the problems. That probably makes the problem worse in, in some extent to, to, to just say, oh, yes, as many people as you want come here, as long as we document you, you're good to go. Uh, but there was something oddly refreshing about that clip where she flat out says it, what their plan is. It's not about a wall. It's not about a border. It's just about bringing in as many of these people as possible. And again, you only you need only go to the video we showed you right before that to go to go. Like, is it racist to be like, who are these people? What are their intentions? Where are all the chicks? Where are all the kids? Where's Where's the old woman? I mean, picture of picture Ellis Island, nineteen thirty-seven. The old woman, right? The eighty-year-old woman with the with the bag, holding like a, you know one apple or something, trying to get in with the schmata on her head, trying to get into this country. Compare it to that. You think there's a problem? but it is nice to see them double down and then of course what do they do they always they double down on their bad policies their bad policies no wall document these people and then of course they blame Republicans. So uh, as you guys know, it is one of the few jobs of the president of the United States to defend the border. That's part of what the federal government is supposed to do. The Democrats are not doing that. It's intentional. I have no doubt that it is intentional. Uh, and then places like New York, which have become sanctuary cities, start getting pissed because uh, other places that don't want all these illegals, like Texas, which of course is a border state with Mexico, uh, Governor Abbott up and over down in Texas, he has been sending people via a bus to New York City. And uh, Eric Adams is not happy about it. As we show you this video of Eric Adams, I just, I have this feeling that he's actually a robot from here down, that it's a robotic body and they've just put a head on him. That's a sidebar to all of this, but it's worth noting.
6: Have you been outsmarted by the Texas governor, Greg Abbott? Uh, No, anyone who has a diabolical mind would do diabolical things to just treat people in an inhumane way. We handle over 164,000 migrants and asylum seekers, and we're doing it in a humane way. We're very clear that we're going to continue to adjust as the governor of Texas carry out these actions to make sure that we send a very clear, loud message. No bus company should be participating in this action. and We're going to communicate with our partners in this region and make sure that we tell them they should file the same level of executive order uh, to stop this from taking place.
5: Okay, this is rather extraordinary, and this is what they do with everything. So again, it's his party. It's the Democrats that are allowing everybody in. Greg Abbott is a Republican. He's saying, hey, we don't want these people in Texas. You, Eric Adams, you're a sanctuary city mayor. You've got all these resources, apparently, and you're not diabolical. I'm Greg Abbott. I'm diabolical. I'm a Republican. I'm racist. Duh, I'm white. Take them. Why don't you want them anymore? And by the way, it is not humane to take these people and then give them these crumbs that you give them because it's not humane to the good tax-paying people who live in New York City. If there's any decent people in New York City left, my mother-in-law lives there for some odd, godforsaken reason. I'm trying to get her down here to Florida. But you are not being humane to the people who are actually the functioning people in the system. But anyway, these bus companies are... Uh, going over to New York, dropping people off. And Eric Adams, uh, instead of suing the federal government or making Joe Biden do his job, he's mostly pissed at the bus companies.
6: New York City has and will continue to do our part to manage this humanitarian crisis. But we cannot bear the course of reckless political ploys from the state of Texas alone. Today, our administration filed a lawsuit against 17 companies that have taken part in Texas Governor Greg Abbott's scheme to transport tens of thousands of migrants to New York City in an attempt to overwhelm our social services system. These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants, and that's why we are suing to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bust here in the last two years by the state of Texas. Governor Abbott's continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, but makes clear he puts politics over people. Today's lawsuit should serve as a warning to all those who break the law in this way.
5: Joe Biden is breaking the law by allowing these people in You are Mr. Humanitarian offering these people services in your sanctuary city, buddy. I don't think you can sue a bus company. It's not the bus company's responsibility to take care of migrants. What do you, the bus company puts people on a, you're not gonna believe this. A bus company transports people to different places on a bus. You get on a Greyhound bus. You start in Hackensack, New Jersey. You end up in, where do you wanna go? Boise, Idaho, that's what they do over at bus companies. The bus company is not responsible for your life when you get off that bus, moron. But it's not just him, these people, these unqualified, brainless buffoons who have been elected by the Democrats, you all deserve each other. So here's another guy, here's Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. And this is the guy who replaced Lori Lightfoot uh, he's also, because he's a sanctuary city guy, because he's humane and compassionate until push comes to shove and then suddenly starts freaking out. Uh, he's also very upset with Greg Abbott from Texas because they're getting more brown people in Chicago. And I thought brown people were the best people, but apparently not if there's too many of them.
6: You and other Democratic mayors, I might add many black mayors is, is, uh, has been the focal of this. In fact, on Thursday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, fa- uh, f- uh, filed a seven hundred million dollar lawsuit against seventeen charter bus companies who transported migrants from Texas. What are your thoughts about the case, and is this an action you would consider taking as well?
1: Well, you know, look, you're very, you're absolutely right about the intentions of Governor Abbott. Um, he is attacking uh, democratically ran cities, and particularly cities that are being led. Um, by black leaders or leaders of color. This is unconscionable. I mean, it's a very raggedy approach, and quite frankly, not only is it reckless and raggedy, um, but it is evil-spirited.
5: I honestly cannot believe these are real people. It's evil-spirited, it's diabolical. Again, the diabolical thing is not defending our border. The diabolical uh, card to be handed out here, if that falls on anyone's doorstep, it's Joe Biden and the Democrats' doorstep. It's you idiots. Who, who give lip service all the time and say, oh, we're sanctuary cities because we're good guys until push comes to shove when you're suddenly freaking out. I also love how they frame this, that there's somehow what Greg Abbott is doing, he's putting this all on these black mayors, right? Because Greg Abbott must be a racist, so he's sending it to the black mayor in New York City, who was a sanctuary city mayor, the black mayor of Chicago, who was a sanctuary city mayor. It's just ridiculous. By the way, you know, I said that uh, Eric Adams, he seems like a robot underneath. He seems like he keep, his body keeps getting bigger, head stays the same. Uh, Al Sharpton, his head stays the same and his body's getting smaller. There's some I, I don't know what that is. We're gonna work on that do a little research, figure out what it is. Anyway, another clown in this uh, circus is Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, who also is not happy with Greg Abbott. Now it's his job, he works for Joe Biden, it's his job to protect the border. Uh, he's upset that Greg Abbott's doing something about it.
4: Let me, let me identify one fundamental problem here. And that is the fact that we have one governor in the state of Texas, who is refusing to cooperate with other governors and other local officials and coordinate efforts to address a challenge that our country, which this country should stand united to address, that our country is facing. And it's a remarkable failure of governance to refuse to cooperate with one's fellow local and state officials.
5: Extraordinary. Everything he just said right there, he should be saying about himself. It's his job to protect the border. This isn't Greg Abbott's fault. Greg Abbott's trying to do something as the chief executive of his state. He's seeing his state be overrun. He's putting people in buses saying, sorry, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Go suck it up, live in Chicago, which is most likely far more dangerous actually for the immigrants than wherever they uh, came from. But everything Mayorkas just said there was an unbelievable lie. It's on him, it's on him. He should be impeached. Biden should go down like a sane country, these people should all be gone. This is far worse than anything Donald Trump ever did or January 6th or anything else. They are literally leading an invasion into our country. But now let's connect this to the top of the show because we were talking about the Hollywood elite. The Hollywood elite who will gladly lecture you and be very upset when the migrants show up in their sanctuary cities and be very, really when they're really upset though, it's when they show up to their vacation spots like Martha's Vineyard. Um, and they will tell you how horrible you are while they of course make uh, plenty of money in the process. We have not shown a clip. Have we shown a clip uh, in the new year from The View? I think this is our first View clip of the year. Here's once same actress Whoopi Goldberg telling you how horrible you are and uh, Republicans are mean and a bunch more.
8: I'm sorry, what's interesting for me is that people's faith in the country is waning. Yes. That's, the, yes. that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off, because in fact, there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that it you is. can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere, because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm with this I'm going to be good on day 1 and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had where we all get to say what we think and we don't have to be afraid of being American? And believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route, but they're coming here for a reason because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out because then we all have to leave.
5: Whoopi's worth a cool 60 mil. I wonder how much of that, maybe we can send an email to her representatives, how much she'll be putting towards building housing for these people. Maybe she could let a couple people in her house. That would be real nice of, uh, of Whoopi to do right there. Um, of course, everything she's saying, again, it's the reverse of the truth, right? She's saying that the Republicans will crash the economy. The economy was actually doing unbelievably well under Trump before COVID. Right, COVID obviously changed the game on that and that's a kind of separate issue altogether. Again, this thing about we're nice so we want people to come in to the country, they're nice so they don't. So what they're doing in essence is they're not only blaming Republicans for the border, even though Republicans are not in charge of the border of the country right now, but they're also they're also blaming you for being concerned with what you see right in front of you, right? So it's like, Republicans are really mean and look what they do, and that guy from Texas, the white guy sends it to the black mayor in Chicago, and blah. and then also if you notice that, oh, it is a little odd that thousands of 25-year-old men who look perfectly healthy and well-fed are streaming into our country, you're somehow a racist and it's also you the bad guy. Uh, Speaking of bad guys, another one from The View, Sonny Hostin, who again, she's the worst. She's the worst of the worst of the worst. Uh, Here she is explaining how it's, again, the Republicans' fault that everything bad is happening in this country because the Republicans are making people dumb.
7: What we're seeing by the Republican Party, and I give it to them, we're seeing a long game. We're seeing that they are dismantling or attempting to dismantle Institutions. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the most elite colleges in, and universities in the world—which, by the way, they all went to—everybody in the Supreme Court went there. Elise Stefanik went there. All the Congress people went there. Ted mm-hmm. Cruz went there. Those schools are not good enough anymore because I think because now people that don't look like them are getting in. Affirmative action, no more. Why? So that people that don't look like them don't get in women don't have reproductive rights anymore over their own bodies why so they can have power over women why are why is French and Mandarin and Spanish being taken away from our public schools so that we can be a monolistic a a monolingual society and can't compete globally we the Republicans are intentionally dumbing down our electorate erasing history so that past can become prologue, and so they can remain in power. And it's grievance politics at its best, and it's because people see what Sarah was saying. I can't pay my electric bill. My my gas bill's high. I, I need my food. And why is that? Why is my station in life like this? It's because that black guy got into Harvard and became president or it's because that immigrant is over there doing better, than, not driving a nicer car than I'm driving. It's grievance politics, but culture wars specific.
5: She's she's actually evil. Like, I don't know how often I call someone like outright evil on the show, but her, her level of dishonesty there, and again, it's just you need only look in a mirror. Everything she accused the rest of us of is exactly what she's guilty of. It's the Republicans taking out the institutions, the slow march to the institutions. It's you guys who allowed all of the Marxists and the communists into the institutions that has led to all of this. It's you guys who have opened up the border so then a bunch of people start seeing what's happening. You, it's you guys who have destroyed the economy with bionomics, right, and, and the endless printing of money so that goods cost more and things of that nature. It's you guys who did everything that you're accusing the rest of us of doing, but again, the theme of the show is that more and more people are waking up to this, right? And the idea that somehow it's the Republican, it's that the Republicans want their people to be dumb, right? It's, it's the Democrats who, by destroying education, have basically created two generations now of seriously stupid people because they need their stupid people kind of stupid and genderless and confused about race and history and everything else so that they can have all of their authoritarian tendencies put into policy. So while they instill all of these ridiculous woke policies, enough of us are starting to reject it and that is causing a problem. Now they could be like, you know, maybe we should think about this and maybe we should do a little something about the border. Maybe there's some ways, but no, they always double down Blame you, and then they kind of tell you what they're coming up with next. So this one, check this one out: uh, Michelle Obama, and you, she was the uh, first lady. Some people think she's a dude. I'm, I'm sort of agnostic on that. Um, but anyway, she was married. She's married to Barack Obama. She's making the rounds on the podcast again, and you know clearly they're looking for a replacement for Joe, and maybe they're testing that thing out. I think they tested it out with Gavin Newsom for a while. That's that kind of crash and burned, which is spectacular. Uh, but she went on this podcast. Uh, to talk about what she's worried about and listen to this get-a-mirror lady.
7: What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter. Who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, does it's, it's, it really even do anything? And I'm like, oh, my God, does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. And sometimes I, f- I worry that we do. Those are the things mm. that keep me up.
5: Oh, really, lady? Government does everything for us?
4: I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are... I'm from the government and I'm here to help.
5: I mean, do you see the stark difference in these people? That's about 40 years ago, Ronald Reagan, right? The government is the problem. The ever encroaching power that that thing above you has over every decision of your life and how it has infected your child's brains and everything else, that is the problem. The government does everything for us. Well, the government's done an awful lot for you, Michelle Obama, because you're worth like a cool 50 mil after your husband was a was a meager, what was he? He was a social organizer. What do they call him? A community organizer and a mild-mannered senator. And somehow now he's worth about 50 mil and he's got that house right on the water over there in Martha's Vineyard, 30 acres over there. Why he bought a house, that poor schmuck. Why he bought a house on the water with global warming. <laughs> so I feel bad for him. Um, But yes, the government is the bad guys, but they, they want you to believe that the government are the good guys. And to flash back to what Jordan was talking about, once you remove God from the equation, you remove something that is good and eternal and always above all of us, you remove that, you end up killing art, and then you end up also killing the basic ways that we can function as a society because people want to replicate it. They want to replace something above us with something. And then it will come in the form of an authoritarian government. So now we will wrap this all up, going back to Jordan Peterson talking to Piers Morgan and why you must, dare I say, think for yourself. Did a guy write a book a couple of years ago about thinking for yourself in an age of unreason? That was a pretty good book.
1: As we get better at doing good things faster, we simultaneously get better at doing bad things faster and at a wider scale. And you know, I concluded decades ago, and this is partly why I stayed as a psychologist, rather than, say, pursuing a political career, is that we've always known in the West that the weight of the world rests on our individual shoulders, right? The central story of the West is that each person is to take up their cross and carry it uphill, and that that's a divine calling, and that the fate of the world, in some sense, depends on that. And we're going to see, Pierce, in the next 30 years, we're going to see, and it might be a lot faster than that, just exactly how true that is as the evidence for the world-disrupting consequences of our hypothetically trivial errors start to become increasingly manifest, increasingly and rapidly manifest, at lay, lay out the underlying archetypal structure of reality, you know, the endless battle between good and evil. And the most profound commentators on such battle have always concluded that the fundamental line is drawn in the human soul, and... If you want to get the demons of the world under control, you better start with the demons in your own skull. And if you don't think that's enough to keep you busy, that just means you haven't looked inside with enough, what, courage and perspicacity. There's plenty of disorder in your own soul to occupy yourself with for the rest of your life. And this is something, uh, we're either going to learn this voluntarily, consciously, and wisely, or we're going to be beat to death by our own stupidity. And that's going to happen quickly in many, many ways. You can see it unfolding.
5: You see how stark and obvious the choice is? What do you think is right? What do you think is right and true? That it is your job as a human being to bear that cross, figure out your shit, fight for what is right and true, and take the slings and arrows for all of that, and maybe build a better society along the way, but do it first for yourself and your family and your local community and go that way? Or do you think what Michelle Obama said is right? What would we do without the government? The government's really in it for us. That is the easy answer and it is, and it is the wrong answer. Hollywood is not gonna solve your problems. The government is not gonna solve your problems. You can solve your problems. And then maybe through that that existential struggle, like maybe that's how we correct things, maybe. That's the best one I've come up with. If you've got a better one, I'd like to hear it. That's why we do post-game shows. Coming up in 30 seconds, rubenreport.locals.com. Reminder, guys, we have a new Twitter account, at Ruben Report Show, if you wanna get clips of the show that are easily shareable. Uh, and since we did a bunch with Eric Adams today, we leave you with a little more Eric Adams, and we will see you tomorrow.
6: You can look in the jewelry box, a jewelry box of this nature, maybe a simple jewelry box, but if you look through it closely, you don't know what your child may be hiding. For instance, a gun, look at picture frames and behind them, cameras, try to determine what's, what's taking place. Behind a picture frame, you can find bullets. You should always, when your child brings in his popular knapsack with many different locations, look through it to see what exactly is your child carrying in addition to a book. Something simple as a crack pipe, something simple as a, as a baby doll could be just a baby doll, but also it could be a place where you can secrete or hide drugs. Run your hands over the pillows and see if you feel anything that's unusual. Like a pillow like this with a button is a perfect invitation to hide something. And I've felt something bumpy. I will reach in, see what it is. Just look and see what's inside your bookcases. It could be more than just books. Perfect place to hide uh, cocaine.